sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Hello everybody and welcome to Spooky Sundays on this Sunday evening and it's a little chilly and wet outside for a summer night isn't it Renata? Oh it's just perfect as far as I'm concerned. And we'd like to welcome all the people who are watching us live for the first 15 minutes on YouTube and Facebook and even Twitter. We're even live on Twitter tonight we're going to embrace twitting. Oh. Could get worse. Yeah. Could be twatting. No. <laughs> has it been no. a big week, Renata? It has been a huge week. We've, has it been a spooky week? Oh, yes, yes. We've really just had one thing on our mind. <laughs> we've uh, always got one thing on our mind. <laughs> and uh, that was prep and preparation for uh, our very first experience at the residence at Maitland Jail. And do you know what? Everybody kept saying to me, are you nervous? Now just breathe. It's okay. I, I had several messages from several different people saying, you're right, you're okay. And I had one nasty person play a prank on me and tell me that the plumbing had burst in the building and the uh, the whole thing had been caused called off. Thanks, Mike. Um, but I actually wasn't that nervous about running the tour. It was just making sure everything was in place. And I was I was quite calm until everyone started asking me, was I nervous? Oh. Well, at least they cared about you. No one no, nobody contacted asked me. No well, one. They, they know I'm the hysterical <laughs> one, so, you know. <laughs> no one could have given a rat's about how I felt. Never mind. Well, they've got their priorities right, Renan. <laughs> Oh dear. So we've got some good stories tonight. Um, make sure you tune in on the Newcastle Live Radio app, which you can download on your Android or smartphone iPhones. Uh, tonight I've got a story about a weird teacher who uh, decided that she needed to deal with her classroom full of students that were all demonically possessed. Wow. And what she did is just insane. Mm. And I've also got the ABC of superstition about knives. 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 Yes. What have you got? Uh, well, I'm starting off the evening with some uh, legends and stories about the Chinese New Year mm-hmm. because today's the day. Voila! Happy Chinese New Year, yeah. everyone. <laughs> we are in the year of the rabbit. That's skippy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, what you're trying to do there. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want me to crack into this? Oh, crack on, Renata. Crack Please do. This. I'm going to try and avoid all Chinese words, so you, uh, you might just hear a little bit of dull silence until I try and work out what else I can say instead of, because I just will completely butcher those. But to uh, all of those who are celebrating Chinese New Year, Happy New Year, a whole lot of prosperity, joy, happiness to you and your family and your loved ones, and uh, as I said to some of my followers today, spread the love. If there's so much joy and happiness out there uh, and so many evil spirits being pushed away, then um, we may as well join into that as well and get some of that goodness. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about three different things um, that are associated with the Chinese New Year. The first off is about a, um, a creature, a monster called <gasps> Nian. 
Oh, Leanne? Leanne. Oh, Leanne. Leanne. I thought it was Leanne. Leanne. I don't have my hearing aids in. You know what that's like. Chinese New Year's Day is called Guo Nian. Sorry. And we apologise to all our people who speak this language. (laughs) We love you dearly, but we suck at other languages, except for Renata. She's normally good. Which can mean celebrate a new year or overcome Nian. The character Nian could mean a year or the monster Nian. In ancient times, there was a monster named Nian with a long head and sharp horns. It dwelled deep in the sea all year round and only showed up every New Year's Eve to eat people and livestock in nearby villages. Therefore, on the day of New Year's Eve, people would flee to remote mountains to avoid being harmed by the monster. People had lived in fear of this monster until an old man with white hair and a ruddy complexion visited the village. Oh, sounds like Santa. White hair it, and a ruddy complexion. It, it might be. I've just Rosa, I've solved, solved the problem. The mystery of the That's world. The Chinese, the Chinese mystery has been solved. Ah. So he refused to hide in the mountains. If I if I read about reindeer, we're, we're done. We're, we're done. He refused it. to hide in the mountains along with the villagers, but successfully scared away the monster by pasting red papers on doors, burning bamboo to make a loud cracking sound, the precursor to firecrackers, lighting candles in the houses and wearing red Red clothes. <gasps> Hold on. Hang on. Hold, what? I thought I was joking, but I may not be. <laughs> when the villagers came back, they were surprised to discover that the village had not been destroyed. After that, every New Year's Eve, people did as the old man instructed and the monster Nian never showed up again. This tradition has been continued until the present day and has become an important way to celebrate the arrival of the new year. Ah, right. So that's why they have the dragon and the firecrackers mm. and everything going yes, off. So I love it. Legend number two, why red envelopes are given. Oh, yes. During the Chinese New Year period, the married or the elderly give red envelopes to children or unmarried juniors. According to to legend on New Year's Eve, besides the monster Nian, there is a demon named Sui. Oh, watch out for the chop Sui. Yeah, that <laughs> came out to terrify children while they were asleep. It is said that the children who were touched by the demon would be too scared to cry out loud. They'd get a they terrible fever them. and even became mentally unstable. That sounds uh, like a, someone was grooming them, Renata. Uh, to keep children safe from being harmed by Sui, parents would light candles and stay up for the whole night. Get a red-hot poker and on, poke them if they came near their children. Uh, on New Year's Eve, in an, official's family, in, a, in an official's family household, the parents gave their child eight coins to play with in order to keep him awake so as to avoid him being hurt by the demon. The child wrapped the coins in red paper... Opened the packet, rewrapped it, and reopened it until he was too tired to fall asleep. Hang on, too tired to fall asleep. Yeah. Okay. Know. All right. That makes until sense. Until he was too tired and he fell asleep. Oh, and he fell asleep. Well, right. no, it does say to fall asleep. But anyway, uh, when the parents placed the packet with eight coins under the pillow, oh, then the parent. Oh dear. Then the parents placed the packet with eight coins under his pillow. When Sui tried to touch his head, the eight coins emitted a strong light and scared the demon away. The eight coins turned out to be eight fairies. <gasps> You've said the f word, Renata. From then Anything on, Anything will happen now. From then on, giving red envelopes became a way to keep children safe and bring good luck. Mm. 
I remember here in Newcastle, I used to go out to Jesmond at the pub there and they would have the celebrations for the Chinese New Year and it was really hard to get in and they would have the big banquets and they'd give you out tickets and there was prizes that were given out and they were given out jewellery and appliances and it was like a big thing. It was fabulous. Now, if I've got time to read a couple of ghosty stories. Yes, please. All right. So, this is about the sister who came back to visit during Chinese New Year. Here we go. This occurred in Malaysia quite a while back. In a family, a daughter had just been killed in a car accident a few days before Chinese New Year. So, the family stayed at home the entire period. The family comprised of the parents, two sons, and the deceased daughter. On the eve of Chinese New Year, after their reunion dinner, they felt a cold wind while watching TV. The two sons told the parents they had heard the sisters' voices, but their parents dismissed it as their imagination. Next morning, when the parents were in the daughter's room, they found that the bed had been tidied as if someone had slept there the night before, gotten up and fluffed up all the pillows and sheets. They took a look and when they found a red envelope below the pillow, they nearly fainted because it had an amount of money inside that they often had given their daughter every year on Chinese New Year. Oh. Now, during Chinese New Year, many people would be rushing back and there would be a... Jam everywhere mm-hmm. on in the t- in the trains yeah. on the buses everywhere traffic public transport yep. just completely not moving. So this happened somewhere in China and was related uh, by a guy named Lu Ban. He was going back to his town and decided to drive late at night on the eve of Chinese New Year to avoid the traffic jams. In the middle of the empty road, someone wanted to hitch a ride. Seeing that he was alone, he stopped and let him in. It turned out that he was going back to his town as well, and he claimed that he had a small accident and could not continue his way back. Now, when Luban was back home, he soon realised from his fellow villagers that the guy was involved in a car accident many years ago, and he had actually passed. Oh! So it was a ghost that had stopped him. I see dead people. Yes. Oh. They're good stories. Now, just one more. another one? Yeah, just one more. A family was waiting for their relatives to come by their house in China when, he, that when they got to know that, they had been, that the family had been involved in a, a fatal car accident. Depressed, they decided not to stay home and they went overseas instead. Get that. When they were overseas, when they were overseas, however, the father got a call from his neighbour. It turned out that their relatives had really come, but how could that be? Believing that it was a thief, he got the neighbour to call the police. According to the neighbour, the relatives went off after that. So he went oh, overseas. They went off. Bloody hell, they went off. They, they, he, the family was involved in a car accident, yep. so they decided they wouldn't stay home. Yep. They went overseas instead. Mm-hmm. They get a phone call to say, your family's arrived. They're, they're in the house. And he says, no, that's not possible. They've been in a car accident. Ring the police. There's someone that's breaking in. And they're going, no, 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 it's, it's your family. So when he returned, they actually checked the CCTV footage and they got a, got a shock. It was the family. What? 
it was a family. It was the family that had come to visit. Yeah, the ones that had been killed. Killed in the car accident. Oh, I've got goosebumps. So there you go. That's a good one. So they continued on their journey regardless of the fact that they'd all died. Absolutely. Talk about intention in the afterlife. Mm. You set your goals, you go for it. I fancy coming home then and they've all buggered off. Yeah, they could have hung around for a bit longer since they'd come all that way. Jeez. Yeah. All right, look, we're going to head off to a song because we are done. We are done, Renata. We are done. By the Madden Brothers. So please enjoy this and make sure you come back because I have got the superstitions about knives, which inspired my whole journey on the ABC of Superstitions. Be back soon. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Well, I'm trying to uh, knock the rust out of my joints. <laughs> it's our second week back in studio. And yes, Anne just did have a giant duck, a giant quack, a duck up, as we like to call it. A um, whoopsie. A whoopsie in my beret, if you've been listening to the Charles Bridge <laughs> podcast. That's true hauntings. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot to turn the mics off as I was saying goodbye to all our gorgeous people that were watching live. <laughs> but at least I wasn't bitching or swearing about anyone. So that was a relief, wasn't it, Renata? <laughs> That's true. Uh, but look, I'd like to welcome you all back to Spooky Sundays and a big shout out to Thrive Broking, which offers you flexible finance, uh, making it less scary because these guys will talk you through it. They'll help you work out what you can and can't do. So please contact uh, Thrive Broking and uh, .com.au, thrivebroking.com.au, and they will help you out. I'm a little discombobulated and falling over my words now. Can I do a quick shout? out please to Mandy who is actually uh, messaging in from Utah <gasps> St. George Utah oh wow and it is 2am in the morning oh Mandy God bless your cotton socks Mandy <laughs> now that's Honestly. a really bad thing to say in America you know what about the God bless your cotton socks why because it's a reference to the um, the, the peeing of cotton and the cotton socks with oh, the, so this is the, the silly right. Australians okay, um, who say silly things and um, we don't mean anything there we just just bless you your Lovely fresh undies. How's right. that? Okay. What's what what what's something else? Cotton too late. You've gone to hell in oh, a handbag. Okay. Right. It's too okay. late. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we will answer your question later on. But we just wanted to make sure we said hello to you, Mandy, uh, just in case you do want to go to bed <laughs> and get some sleep. We'll have to make sure that Mandy's question is the first one we answer. So we'll have that to you in about fifteen minutes. Mm. How does that sound? Mm-hmm. Now I have got my infamous ABC of superstitions to recite to you this evening. I've got several books laid open before me, ready to quote verses. But this is the superstition that brought me to looking into superstitions. And that is about knives. And look, knives are interesting because They can be used for good things. They can be used for cutting up your food and uh, helping you build things, uh, defending yourself. But they've also been known to be used for evil purposes, such as rituals and witchcraft and all that stuff. I know. Don't don't look at me like that. I know. Uh, But let me read you some of the superstitions that I have prepared here for you. I'm just making sure I don't press that space bar because it all goes to hell. (laughs) And we have mentioned the F word. (laughs) 
tonight, so I'm worried. So it, in the oldie, oldie Englishy days, yes, it was yes. something that they would carry with them all the time. Having a knife was a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still to this day, some people are very fussy about their knives. I know that when I come to eat my meal at night, I'm fussy about which knife I get. I don't like just any knife. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, which one's the one? Scan pan. Scan pan steak knives are the best. I had to search on the internet to buy. Oh, you've got no idea until you've tried them. Don't knock it. Scan pan. Scan pan knives. Oh, yep. what generation was that in? Like, how many years ago was a scan pen oh, steak knife available? I don't know. Does I mean, anyone have any? <laughs> or is it only Anne? Is she the only one in the whole up. of Australia that has a scan pen I've steak found knife? them in, what's that shop that we had down at uh, Newcastle? Um, where's Spotlight? They had them in Spotlight. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right. Can I tell my story or of not? Of course you can. All right. So they were made of steel, which, of course, was something you would see in uh, Super Supernatural with Dean and and what's he? Um, because you always use steel to protect you from the evil spirits. Uh and it was also supposed to protect you from the dangers of witchcraft and the onslaught of fairies, because you've already said it once today and we're doomed, <laughs> and we've demons. made mistakes. <laughs> right? So that, that's what the, the steel knives were used for. You had to have it on your on your all the time. Okay. Um, and... Uh, do you have you ever sort of walked along on a, a summer's, summer's day and you have a little whirlwind or a little dust eddy that stirs stuff up and you get all the dust and leaves flying up? You've had that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that in the oldie Englishy days, would they would think that was some sort of sign to say that the fairies or witches that were invisible were passing by you. So do you know what you had to do? What you had to throw your knife at it. Oh, really? Make sure you had your knife handy. Why would you want to kill a fairy? Well, yeah, that was to scare them off. Yep. Um, so it would be ill luck. Ill luck could be averted by throwing a nice knife across the whirlwind, dust and straw. Now, if if I'd thrown that at the, the fairies and the witches, I think they'd come for you. I reckon. I'd just let I them be. scare you off. Just let them be. Um, now, you could protect your house from nasty people and bad influences by thrusting a knife into your door. <laughs> okay. Well, I think if I saw a knife stuck in a door I was about to visit, I'd go, oh, no, I'm going to go away now. I'm not going to visit here. But uh, look, we should give this one to Claire. Yes. Because we've got one here for babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to protect your baby, what you can do is you can get a knife and stick it in the head of the cradle. Oh, thank goodness. That <laughs> But I'd just like to talk uh, about some OH&S stuff there. Um, Having a, a sharp as, knife in a cradle? Yes, and as long as that child isn't crawling or, you know, lifting Grabbing itself up. Grabbing them. Oh, Or dear. like baby Ruby that was climbing things the other day. Good God, that child. Um, all right, so knives could be used for divination in healing charms. How so? Oh, I don't know. But <laughs> they just said that you could. Okay. Uh, and as a means of discovering how an absent person was faring. So, you know, we, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have texting or anything like that. So if you had somebody that was overseas in the oldie Englishy days, um, you could just chuck your knife around and see how they're doing. Right. I like it. Mm. Uh, so also, you know, our seafaring people get very suspicious. Uh, it was unlucky to say the word knife at sea. 
this, I don't think you're allowed to talk at sea. But after reading all these <laughs> superstitions, there are so many words you're not allowed to say. I think just be mute. Don't oh, say anything. Um, so, uh, what if you needed to cut your, um, you know, apple or whatever it was? Oh, you're you allowed had, to use your, your knife. Your maggoty biscuit. <laughs> Yet. Can can you pass me the long sharp thing, please? <laughs> that will do. Uh, sometimes they would thrust the knife into the masts of fishing boats for good luck, particularly if they're out deep sea fishing. Now, if you had two knives that are accidentally crossed on a table or one is laid across the fork... Bad luck or quarrels will follow unless they are straightened up immediately. So all you kiddies that are being slack setting the table and just chucking the knives and forks on there, got to do it properly, otherwise you're going to have bad luck. Yes. If one falls to the ground, it is a sign that a male visitor is coming. Oh, the lucky man. (laughs) In Lincolnshire... Well, because we've got to know what's happening in Lincolnshire. It's very unlucky to sharpen knife after sunset or to leave one on the table during the night. Now, if if you sharpened your knife under sunset, it meant after sunset, it meant that a burglar or an enemy a burglar a burglar a burglar a burglar or a thief a thief. <laughs> Don't make me lose it. I'm almost there. A burglar. What does that word make you laugh? Enemy might enter your house. The second, the second, right? So what was the other one? I've forgotten. If you leave a a knife out on the table, it meant that a farm animal would die before morning. Oh, my gosh. But worse still, you'd have to use that said knife that was left out to flay it. Oh, no. So you'd hope it wasn't a butter knife. You'd be there for hours. To make toast on the point of a knife is ill-omened. Hey? To make toast. Am I not speaking English? (laughs) (laughs) Stick a piece of bread on your knife and toast it. Oh, 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 I see, I see. Oh, you were going to go cheers with it, were you? Over a campfire or something. Yeah, you're not not, not not toasting the bride and groom. No, we're making a piece of toast. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and also spinning knives on the table is unlucky. I used to do that. Well, that knives. explains a That's lot, my doesn't ADH. it? <laughs> Sitting there waiting. Oh. <laughs> now, look, this this is the one though that um, brought me to the world of superstition. Uh, gifting a knife to a friend, yes, is considered to be very bad luck because it will sever your love or friendship. So if somebody gives you a knife, you have to immediately gift something in exchange. For example, it could just be a, a coin or a note or um, uh, just, I don't know, a flower. Anything, you've got to give them something. You can't just take the knives because um, it would sever the friendship. And the way I found out about this was my piano teacher. Because yes. uh, at Christmas time, you know, you in the oldie days, mm-hmm. <laughs> you used to gift your singing and piano teachers nice gifts mm-hmm. to say thank you for teaching me all year. And my mum bought my then piano teacher, Miss Blewett, who is... <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't, don't. I've got a lot of respect for Joyce. She was just the best person on this earth. She Joyce got me, blew it. She got me through. She did not blow it. She got me through uh, my Bachelor of Music education. I love that woman to death. Mm-hmm. But um, my mum gave her a set of knives and um, she nearly had a fit. She scrabbled around trying to find a coin to give back to her, saying, you've got to take your mum's going, no, I don't want that. So no, you have to because otherwise it's going to be bad luck. And that's how I found out about knives and wow. the superstitions. Oh. And I went, very, oh. Very this, interesting. This same lady, she she was incredibly intelligent. Um, she, I used to go in and have my lessons and sometimes you'd go into the other room and you'd be practicing before your lesson and there would be these things laying around on the heaters, like these wads of cotton and I'd be looking at them going, what are they? What are these wads of cotton that are laying everywhere? <laughs> Be frightened. Be very frightened. Because she used to wash out her feminine hygiene <laughs> products <laughs> and no, put no, them out to no, dry. No, 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 no. You know what no, Anne's stories no, are like? No. Anne's no. stories are always very scary. Oh, no. All right. Oh. With that, I'm just going to leave that in your little brains oh. and we're going to head off to a song. And this time I will turn off the microphone. So we're going to head off to Diamonds on the Inside by Ben Harper. But we're going to be back answering your questions and giving those people who have texted through a shout out right after this song. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. And it's that time of the evening that we take your questions and we give you in-depth answers that we hope we know what we're talking about. No, I mean, Renata and I have done a lot of study. We've uh, done many courses. We are procrastinators, aren't we? Oh, we certainly are. We have collected so many courses over the year. And I think just by buying the course makes you an expert. You don't actually have to do it. No, you don't have to open it at all. No, you've bought it. That's enough. They'll send you a certificate if you pretend you've done it, I'm sure. Yes. A certificate to say, you bought the course. Mm-hmm. Now, do we have any questions? Um, well, I just want to read a, a few comments that have come through. So first of all, Daniela, congratulations on an amazing new site at the residence. Amazing night. Can't wait for more. You all outdid yourselves. We were pretty proud. I, um, there's a few things that we need to fix up, but it was just small things um, and timing and adding some extra chairs and locations and um, I'm super proud of how well it went. Mm -hmm. Now our beautiful Lisa says it was hard leaving the residence as I wanted to stay longer. We all did. All the activity and responses blew my mind. Really felt like I was being watched numerous times and reviewing EVPs has confirmed this. Can't wait to hear your EVPs Lisa. We had several inmate visitors from the jail next door. Yes, we had spit come through. Yes, and Philip. Yes. I heard Philip's name come up as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, Steve? Yes. I never know whether they're asking for our Steve, or but we had Steve as uh, a name coming through way before Steve joined the family. Yeah, yeah. So one question, and this comes from Mandy. Remember, we were going to talk to Mandy. uh, And she was talking about the witching hour. Is there any truth in that? If so, what time is it usually? I've heard midnight before, but in the last decade or two, I've heard 3 a.m. Yep, I've heard both of those as well. Yes, yes. No. I haven't seen any difference uh, in those particular times, uh, except for maybe as an investigator you were getting more fatigued by that time and therefore may not be um, 
awake enough to mm. perceive what's happening. So you misinterpret things that are happening around because you're so tired. Also, you may have been on the caffeine and you may have been on the energy drinks and you might be jittery. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's things that people say that's when the veil is at the thinnest and that's when the, the negative energies have the most power because that's when the veil's at the thinnest. But <clears throat> that is all storytelling and yeah. superstitions. Yes, yes, yes. Really no basis to any of that, really. No. Um, just a few uh, people actually sent in some stuff about knives as well. Oh, awesome. Yes. What else did we so get? So Big Byron says, my family believes that if you drop a knife, you can't pick it up because it's bad luck. So you have to make someone else do it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> the superstition was probably made by a lazy person. I, I would agree, Big Byron. I reckon that's Absolutely. exactly what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Hello, Maxine, who has just remembered to um, come on over and say hello to us. Um, hello, she just Maxine. started mis- listening. Now, Yindi Amara, hello, gorgeous, hello. says, so if a knife fell on the floor, means a gentleman will visit. Um, and that means he's going to be forked. <laughs> That's naughty. <laughs> I like it. But I'll, um, he also sent another one through before. And he says, my mother would go berserk if knives were crossed on a plate. Now, you mentioned yes, that. Yes, I did. It meant a fight is going to happen. Mm-hmm. She has taught me many superstitions such as new shoes on a table yes. is bad luck, plus many more. Oh, I'd throttle someone who put shoes on the table. Of course it's bad luck. In our culture, you never, never whistle at night. That brings bad spirits. Oh. oh that's interesting. Mm-hmm. We have heard whistles at night. We have. Well, on several locations, we've heard whistles at night. Yes. Uh, Tamago or Tomigo House uh, is one of them. I think the jail, we've heard some whistles. Yes, that's true. Mm. Uh, Janolan Caves. Oh, Janolan Caves, yes. Mm. And that was coming through the spirit box. That's correct. That's correct. I'm not even going to tell you what uh, Robert was saying. Uh, I'll read Robert's later. (laughs) Very, very naughty. Robert always brings a smile to my face. (laughs) Uh, Ah, yeah. Look, if any of you know uh, of any uh, knife superstitions or things that um, happened uh, in your family home to do with knives, send us a message on 0490848866. But also, if you have a paranormal question, please... Please, send please, through a please. message on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. But we're going to talk a little bit more about the residents because this was the first um, group through, uh, and we are to call this a paranormal experience. It is not a tour. Yes, and, and for those that are joining us the first time, uh, the the residence is. Uh, adjacent to Maitland Jail, where Renata has been running uh, tours there or experiences mm-hmm. uh, for the last six or so years, mm-hmm. and we've always walked through the gates. and There's this been this building on our left. We've knew, we knew the building on the right was the office, but there was this building on the left, and it always seemed to just slip past our view. We never really saw it, did we? We knew it was there, but we mm. never said much about it. Mm. And then uh, in December, we said to the the uh, manager, manager uh, what is that building? And he said, oh, I'll take you in. We'll have a look. So we're walking through it and there's dust, so much dust and cobwebs and there's mannequins lying around and some mummified rodents and it had a vibe. It had an absolute <laughs> vibe. But nobody had been in there for 20 years and um, Renata and I, we just looked at each other and went, there is a tour here. <laughs> 
Yes. There is a tour. And uh, so we twisted Mike's arms to allow us to get in there and uh, run something. And, uh, geez, he was hard to convince, wasn't he? absolutely. God, we had to twist his arm and his leg and everything else we could twist. We had to pull his hair out with wax and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. the the uh, the experience, and it is an experience, um, the residence was born. And we've tried to do something different to mm-hmm. what we normally do on our ghost tour. Sorry, Ghost Hunting 101 experience. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me a long time to get rid of the word tour because what we do is not a tour. We do not walk around and tell stories. We put you into situations where you can investigate in small groups. And I think we should tell them more about it when we come back. Mm, so stick around. We got going to a song. Some astounding evidence and experiences, uh, which we will tell you all about when we come back after this song. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with your hosts, Anne and Renata. Ready to hear what went down at the res. I'm starting to call it the res. The res. We can't do that. There's another place in Newcastle called the res. Oh, is there? Yes. What is it? Um, It's... Are we uh, not going to talk about it? No. Is it competition? No, 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 because I, I... Look, it was dangled... In front of my nose a few oh, years ago. I remember. Ago. Yes. Yeah, and then it was whipped away. Let's not talk. Let's not give it energy. As, as quickly as it came. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about it. That's all right. That, that upsets you. That's a trigger. <laughs> it's a trigger. You've got something to deal with there. Mm, I know. It's a deep-seated emotional <laughs> thing, as many of those things are. But let's go on with the res. All right. Yes, residents. Residents. The residents. Yes. So we gathered 20 lucky people who managed to nab a ticket, well, 21 including Mike, who was going incognito, mm-hmm. uh, and put them through their paces. Yes. So we won't tell everyone what. We're not going to tell you exactly no, what happened. you're going to have to come and experience it yourself. But we will tell you that you get divided up into four small groups of only five people. Yes. Yes. So it's and a we very, go deep. very intimate. And it's a step up from the Maitland Jail Ghost Hunting 101 mm-hmm. where you're in bigger groups and it's a more generalised thing because we do have 15-year-olds on that tour so we have mm-hmm. to be very careful. In this one, we we are um, going straight into ghost hunting techniques and trying to gather evidence of the paranormal. Yes. So we... we uh, we were doing some EVP work, mm-hmm. and while we were doing the EVP work, uh, everyone was very quiet because we were controlling when the questions were asked, so there was no contamination. Very clearly, you could hear footsteps walking, and there was everybody was seated, and I was in the, the centre staircase hallway to be able to um, yell out, ask your question now. Mm-hmm. There was nobody up and walking. Everybody was accounted for. Mm-hmm but there was footsteps mm. several times. Yes. And uh, there was also a very loud bang to the point that Steve thought one of the guests had fallen over rather heavily during the EVP session. Uh-huh. And um, he was worried 
Did he came out to have a look. Yeah, we didn't hear it. Mm, because he, he thought it was, I think, on the floor that we were in. So yeah. we had, Steve had a group of five, I had a group of five uh, across uh, the hallway. And uh, he heard the noise. I didn't. Must be getting as deaf as a post. And he I'll loan you my hearing aids. You don't mind sharing wax, do you? <laughs> he came out because he thought maybe someone from our group had fallen over. Um, but no, we were all sitting there, yeah. so there was no one. So we're going to check the recorders to see yes. what we've caught on there. But mm-hmm. there is also the possibilities of some EVPs on the recorders yes. as well. Yes. So um, I think with this particular place, we are going to try and listen to the recorders to uh, see what evidence we capture. Mm-hmm. Because we, we really are trying to get some sort of evidence of the afterlife here. Because nobody's investigated it. Mm. We don't yes. even know if there was ghosts there. It was a leap of faith on everyone. I'm telling you now, after oh. after this last Friday night, it's haunted. Yes. <laughs> so much going on. Yeah. And um, the table, apparently Renata was doing some table work downstairs. So we even go into the old seance style of communication. And the table, when because we, we gave it a trial run before we started to make sure that we get something happening down there. And the Scottish music seemed to set it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, now they've learned how to do it down there, they're rocking and a-rolling and lifting. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, we had, we've we got a little boy down there called mm. Billy, mm-hmm. and uh, we found out that he wanted a little red truck or something to play with, and one of our guests last night brought a little red car in. Oh, really? Yeah, one oh. of those little red ones, you know, the ones that you, uh, what were they called? Matchbox. Matchbox car. Yeah. All right. Well, next time we're there, you're going to have to get on the board and find out where they would like us to leave that for them. Yes. And we'll leave a little, maybe you can put a couple of toys there for them. And people might like to bring toys and leave it there for the kiddies. Mm -hmm. That That would be awesome. That would be lovely. Um, But really, we've now got the thumbs up for the residents. Uh, There will be more tours on the Maitland Jail website. The photo taken by Xena Warrior Princess, a.k.a. Catherine hey, beautiful. was absolutely astounding. Uh, she was there with one of our paranormal investigators, M, and just taking photos while talking to M and started to review it straight away while Emma was standing there. Nobody had walked in front of them, um, and it was great that we had somebody there that was witnessing the fact that nobody had been walking in front of them. And lo and behold, there is a pair of boots and what looks like the, the see-through thing of a body. Now, normally I would look at that and say, it's low light somebody's walked through and um you just didn't realize but we have witnessed to say nobody walked through mm. yeah yeah just so, just yeah. also want to mention that Be shane <laughs> shane actually sent a message through to say that um whispering or whistling at night actually attracts yowies yes so wow don't be doing that you yeah, know no, no i don't want to do that all right so we've got a song we're good it's a long song so we're going to go to the news a little bit late but we just wanted to tell you about the residents Time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Spooky Sundays Ooh. with your hosts, Anne Rikovich and Renata Daniel. And we are, of course, being sponsored by the delightful and delicious Thrive Broking. I wonder if Emma would like to come in next week. 
Maybe. We'll have to ask her, mm. see if she'd like to come in next Sunday. Absolutely. Because the, sun, the Sunday after that, I'll be away. Yes, you're on holidays. Oh, I'm going on a cruise. I'm going on a COVID cruise. I'm going to see if I can catch myself a disease. <laughs> What do you do? The trip's been booked. I'm just going to have a leap of faith and lock myself in the cabin. I've got a balcony. I'll be fine. I'll just order room service. Yeah, good luck with that. And it's two weeks. God help me. Why Why on earth two weeks? Why? Oh, it was a good idea back in 2019 when I booked it. Oh, it's from 2019. Yes. Goodness gracious! It's, it was. It's been. Put we off weren't and doing put off. such fabulous ghost tours back then. Yes, we were, but we were. you know, we're even better how, now. How dare you? Two weeks. Oh. God. Anyway, I'll be left to my own devices here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> That's all right. We have got a fill-in that has been approved. We've got Cousin Steve, who's going to come in and help Arnie Renata on the desk. Well, maybe not on the desk, but he's going to bring some stories, some ghosty stories. Yes. And tell his own. The last time he told a ghosty story, he all nearly died. <laughs> Because it was like, oh, yeah, maybe too far. <laughs> like, you know me, I'm normally too far. He took it one step further. Oh, but that's dear. why he's a good fit. And we may have some guests come in. We'll see yes. what happens. Yes. Right, tell your story. All Mara. right. I've got a story about a ghost hunter who uh, went searching for ghosts in a supposedly haunted home that was used as the set of a horror movie called A Savannah Haunting. Mm. So this uh, is about a year and a half, two years old. Of course, the filming of all of this stuff was going to go ahead a lot earlier, but then COVID hit. And so they had to actually stop. But I'll tell that in, in the story. So oh, you're not going to repeat the same thing three times. <laughs> I have read through this. Look, I've made notes. Look, oh, look. Yay. So let's hope. Fingers crossed, people. Kalani Smith, 24, from Nashville. See, this worries me. 24. He's 24. Yeah. Right? They know everything 24. That age. Yep. Yep. I'm just going to mention that. I'm going to mention that one more time. He's 24. All right. You've done it three times right. now. Move on. Okay. <laughs> So he's from Nashville, Tennessee. He claims he was invited to investigate the set by the team after they had finished filming this Savannah Haunting movie. This was released in April 2021, and the movie tells the story of a family who loses their young daughter in a tragic drowning incident and moves to Savannah. But as it turns out, the real-life story behind the movie might be even more sinister than the on-screen tale. <laughs> At least according to Ghost Hunter and TikToker, well, there you go, That's Kalani, an added qualification, thank you. Who was left stunned by what he believes Dude. is the spirit of a younger child that is haunting the Savannah, Georgia property. Oh. Following the completion of the movie, Kalani says he was hired to investigate the premises and brought his wife along for the four-day-long experience oh. camped out in the allegedly haunted house. Oh, wouldn't that just be amazing to have four days to explore and investigate? Yes. <gasps> wow. As soon as the ghost hunter stepped foot in the five-bedroom home, he immediately felt uneasy. The building has a variety of unique energy. You can definitely feel at times that something is watching you. Oh, it's a bit like the residents at Maitland Jail. Yes. 
In a slew of TikTok videos, which were recorded in the Savannah-based home, that's why he needed four days, Mm -hmm. with the most popular of which which racking up 12.8 million views. Hey, look, we've had over 2 million views. What are we doing wrong? We had over 2 million views on one of ours. He had 12 million. Yeah, no. 12 million. I don't know what we're doing wrong, people. (laughs) I reckon we're good and then we're just not getting anything. (laughs) He claimed oh, special. He cl- <laughs> very special. He claimed to have captured a ghost-like <laughs> image of someone on camera in the home. I've had a look at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Are you rolling your eyes? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. In the TikTok, a white shape is outlined behind a lamp, with Kalani saying, <laughs> uh, "Lamp on." Is the side <laughs> profile of a little girl? He said. Now, mm-hmm. if you've seen the movie, you know this is an integral part of the story. Kalani explained that he was terrified, but proud to have captured such a striking image on camera. Oh, well, I'll have to post these. Yes, please. I need Kalani to see added. <laughs> We have we we had a variety of different ghost hunting tools go off. Oh, the K two went nuts. <laughs> go off. Yep. But catching the apparition on the camera and the camera being turned on. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> Can I just say you wanted to make this more serious? You're the one cracking jokes. My best catches to date. You're only 25, dear boy. You're only just starting. 24. Many people have reported strange experiences in the house, even before knowing it was rumoured to be haunted. The claims of paranormal activity here were very high, and I wanted to see it for myself. It has always been a home, but the land that it's on has had a dark past. They don't tell you about that, though. They just say No, it had a shadow fall on it at night time. (laughs) I'm unsure of the original construction date, but the home was purchased and renovated in the 1970s by the current owner's father. That's it. The satanic panic era. There would be demonic symbology everywhere in there. Yes. A variety of people and investigators have said they believe a little girl haunts the building. Which is obviously a demon. She served as inspiration for parts of the movie. Mm -hmm. TikTok users were stunned with some claiming to spot the ghost and others convinced there are more reasonable explanations. There's a more reasonable explanation for that. One person said... <laughs> just just one spoke up, did they? Just one. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Sweet Piper Jesus. <laughs> this is spooky. And you got balls for staying there. There's another <laughs> face next to the lamp on the right, another user, comment, user commented... Someone else said definitely looks like something trying to manifest itself. Mm-hmm. It's, I just want to know, was the lamp on and was that the white light that was being cast and was turned into a little girl? Looks like an old lady to me, said another. Oh, Renata, what How, were you doing there? However, one pretty claimed, and that is the reflection of the lamp in the window. Oh, thank you. That is dust that was reflected by light, another user insisted. Now, we encountered this when we put our picture up. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, you're just going to. Everyone will I have... I mean, we're doing it ourselves. Yeah. You, you're not there. You don't know what happened. Yeah. You're relying on um, the people that are there giving you an unbiased account, yeah. uh, and you, you just can't... I mean, 
and I'm making funny comments and things like that, but you everyone don't will know. Have an, everyone will have an opinion. Yeah, you yeah. just don't know. It's, it's actually quite interesting to to read everyone's opinion and what they all see that is different from one photograph. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and they see more than one. Oh, yes. <laughs> so the house is currently home to the director of Savannah Haunting, William Mark McCulloch, and is not open to the public. McCulloch didn't live in the house during his childhood as his parents were divorced and he mostly resided with his mother. But when he went to visit his father, he previously spoke of creepy occurrences he experienced in the property. Speaking to Savannah Morning News, he revealed that there were always weird and creepy things occurring at my home and said that it got so bad that he wouldn't walk upstairs in the middle of the day by himself. When McCulloch's business partner Alexis Nelson came to visit the house and experienced similar eerie events, she encouraged the director to write a script based on the very haunted home he grew up in. The movie began filming in March of 2020, but when COVID-19 pandemic began, production was postponed just days before the cameras were set to begin rolling. Oh, dear, that would have cost a bundle. Oh, the Warrens weren't available to be in it. Yes. However, in August, the film was up and running, um, but not without new challenges that saw both cast and crew becoming increasingly more terrified due to experiences occurring within the haunted home. Oh, see, but this is all part of the publicity to wind up the the release of the film. We've seen this before. Mm. Now, both cast and crew began noticing spooky occurrences such mm-hmm. as tools disappearing, lights going on and off, and even things reaching out and grabbing them. Mm-hmm. It presented an even grab greater me, obstacle for McCulloch as he didn't want to lose his cast and crew, but the movie director noted that it brought an extra touch of authenticity okay. to the set. There you go. Yeah. Um, Jeez, blah, I'm blah, becoming blah, jaded blah, blah. in my old age. Yeah. And look, it's it's very much an advertorial mm-hmm. for um, the movie that was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you remember the whole Blair Witch thing? Yeah. yeah. That was insane what they did to, to get the publicity up for that. Yeah. The only extra thing that McCulloch says in here, remember, he's the one that grew up in this house with mm-hmm. his father. He said, I'd go in and turn off the TV uh, and this would happen for weeks um, and I'd come in and the TV would be on. I eventually unplugged the TV uh, and the next morning when I woke up, the TV was on. Um, he eventually threw the TV away and his brother tells the same story when he was there as a teenager um, and there were kind of you know, quite a number of years apart. And um, again, yet again, the TV that was there in the house would turn on at different times. They would turn it off and they would come back and it was turned on again. And they have thrown away something that could have been a great paranormal study. Mm. If it was turning on when it wasn't plugged in, you know, that is something that would have been really great to study. Mm. And mm. no, let's just chuck it away and sprinkle holy water on it. All right, oh, let's go to I think a I need song. a nap, Renata. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to a song <laughs> and be back pants soon. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Yes, and we're back, and we have a story, Anne. We do. We do. Um, I saw this pop up somewhere. I think I was just trying to uh, research some spooky true stories, and I had looked at this one before, and had left it to come back to it later and when Renata said we've got to have some more juicy stories I thought oh this one's perfect 
So we always love stories about school teachers, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, look, this is one, if I remember, it's a Florida woman. Oh, you've heard about the Florida man? Have you heard about that? No. Uh, apparently, if you type your name into, uh, no, type the your date of birth into Google and then Florida man or even... I can't remember. It will come up with a story about somebody who's done something weird in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Will it? Yeah. Maybe someone can correct me on that, but I saw it go around (laughs) recently. I tried it, and sure enough, it came up. Um, So there is this uh, teacher. Her name was Danielle, and a big shout-out to our Danielle in Ireland as well. Our Irish correspondent is listening. Yep, we'll see you in 16 and a half weeks, I think it is. We'll see you soon. Uh, Now, she was a a 35-year-old literacy teacher at the Lealman and Asian Neighbourhood Family Centre in St. Petersburg, Florida. So, I mean, she'd been working there for about five years, teaching reading and writing skills. She was always seen as a gentle, sort of kind person, got along great with the, the teachers and the kids. Um, she had had some personal issues, a bit of a messy divorce, and there was a custody battle over her two children. She had two children, age four and three. Um, I'm not sure who ended up with the children, but after this story, we all hope it was the husband. Uh, there was nothing bizarre or strange about her, just rather bland, I suppose. No um, traumatic events in her life, apart from a messy divorce. But things started to change not long after the divorce, and she started to get into religion. She found God. And before much longer, she started to get into demonology and demons. As you do. As you do. So there was a friend, um, a friend and neighbour, who claimed that she would seem to be normal um, and non-religious before this, but then developed this fascination. They said that there was one instance where the lady in question, uh, Danielle Harkins, uh, appeared at the neighbor's house one day with a very strange message and just said, um, you don't have any demons. Uh, Sorry, um, she told me that I don't have any demons. I don't know where she got the whole demon idea from. Uh, Who knows what makes people say these things? Yes. So had she been looking at this woman and studying (laughs) her movements and came to the conclusion that you are demon free? Very bizarre and out of character for this particular lady. No one seemed to be able to figure out why she was suddenly acting like this and why she had all of a sudden found religion. It makes you wonder who got into her head. Mm -hmm. Somebody has. Now, the administrator, the boss, Carolyn Chance, of the family centre said it was all a bit of a surprise when uh, this thing event happened. Uh, The administrator said she was a very good teacher, very intelligent, very skilled, um, and also marked that she'd just started exploring religion. Now... Let me tell you what happened. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to read this from an article from Mysterious Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened on June the 9th, 2012. So 10 years, 10, 10 and a half years ago. At dusk on the evening of June 9, 2012, Harkins gathered a group of her students at an area near the St. Petersburg Pier and started up a small fire. 
Considering that this was not their standard routine and had no reason had been given why they'd been called out there, the students were understandably perplexed and wondering what their teacher was up to. Now, if any of them thought that this was going to be a fun little campfire night, they were very mistaken because Harkins had been sitting there watching them quietly as the students arrived, tending to the fire, broke a silence to state that all of them, all of them had become infested with demons and that they needed to be exorcised. Oh, no. Not exercised, but exorcised. Yep. Now... Apparently there was some chanting that went on, some dancing around the fire with their clothes on, as far as I know. Um, It was not meant to be all chanting and cavorting around the fire, the police said, though the next stage in Harkin's demented plan for the kids was to inflict self-mutilation in order to drive the demons out of their bodies. What? Now, this is somebody who was a respected, normal person, but after a rough divorce, something's broken. Mm. Something is broken inside of her. Um, The students were understandably unwilling to carry this out. Good on them. So she grabbed them and started to do it herself. Oh, goodness. She doused one of the teens. Now, these were teenagers doused their hands with perfume and lit it on fire, causing second-degree burns, but that was just the start of it. I just want to put a trigger warning in here. (laughs) Maybe a bit late, but I'm putting it in. Surely some of the kids must have had their mobile phones and were ringing their parents. Well, it gets weirder. So uh, another student was slashed across the back with uh, uh, with a broken bottle and another cut on the neck, after which the teacher teacher used heated key to cauterize the wounds. She convinced several other students to cut themselves and instructed them all to similarly cauterize the wounds to keep the demons from coming back in. So by cutting themselves, they were releasing the demons, Uh and by cauterizing and burning the wounds shut, it was sealing them to keep them safe. It must have been terrifying, horrifying to have this woman who they'd all trusted and learned with for so long suddenly derail to slash and burn while ranting about demons and possessions and illuminated, all illuminated by flickering flames of the fire. But amazingly, none of the seven teens who were injured said anything about the trial ritual at first. Mm, yeah. They went home and they did not say a word. Oh, they didn't say anything. No. It was only a few days later that one of the students would text a friend about the incident, after which the friend told the parents. Wow. Thank God for that friend. Mm. That that was the right thing to do. Whoever did that, it was the right thing to do. Um, and that, of course, brought the police in. Even after being arrested, the victims remained closed-lipped about what really had gone on at the fire at the pier. They didn't want to talk about it. They said nothing, which then led to some speculation that maybe this woman had been grooming them on what to say mm. and not what to say. Mm-hmm 
probably telling them, you know, if, if you say anything, the demons will come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And teenagers are very impressionable. Mm-hmm. I know they think they know everything. And it's a bit of mass hysteria too it when is. you've got... A, a group there. They, they've, they're all going to stick together. Yeah. So she was not much help, the Harkins. Uh, she remained vague about what sort of religion she'd got involved with, uh, with refusing to divulge why she'd carried out the ritual or what exactly had happened, with one police spokesperson saying, obviously it was very strange. The motivations for the rituals are very unknown to us. She hasn't informed us exactly what she was trying to accomplish with this. Due to the fact that no one was willing to testify as to what happened, the exact details of what transpired during the ritual were elusive. It is because of this murky quality to it all that Harkins was only found guilty of just one count of child abuse and one count of aggravated battery, which cost her her job getting a six-month prison sentence and putting her on a $55,000 bail, which, I mean, that's that's a light sentence for Mm. for what she's done. Um, Once she was released from prison, and this is weird, she seems to have vanished off the face of the earth. She just disappeared. No one knows where she is or what she's doing. So... Was this some sort of psychotic break? Was it madness? Was it was she possessed? Was it depression? Was it something else? Nobody really know knew what happened, except for these children who received second degree burns, cuts on their neck and their hands and arms and backs, and tight lips. Wow! Mm-hmm. How's that for a story? Wow. All in the name of religion. Yes. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And we're back thanks to Newcastle Live Radio and Thrive Broking. As was mentioned, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small businesses without all the spookiness. Right. Now, we've got some comments that have come through. Classic comments. (laughs) Thank you, Beck, for sending this through. She said, you might like this. I tried Florida Man for my birthday. And the first headline was, Florida Man arrested after performing castration surgery. And the direct quote from the county sheriff's office says, this one is a little... Let's just say it's sensitive. You could even say it's kind of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you do. You you put your name in and oh no, your birthday and Florida man. Okay. Or maybe first name and so yeah. Anyway, try something. Let us know. And we've got a first time texter welcome stand from the ghost Gold Coast. Oh, uh, absolutely love the humour and rationality you present in your show and podcast. Thank you so much, Dan. We really appreciate that. Um, now, he says that he's able to see images in his mind's eye and give answers to questions and is wondering how I can hone this ability further. Thank you. Now, Renata, this is your zone of genius. Mm. Uh, there are a couple of different ways of doing it. Um, number one is to practice and practice on people that you don't know, um, whatever information comes through for you, it's actually best to write it down so that you can go back to it at some point in time and verify whether you got it right or wrong. So write down those um, bits of information that you get, uh, write down the answers, just 
collate all that and see how you're going, how you're improving. But also a little bit of meditation just so that you can uh, work on how you are focusing in and try and work out if you can how this information is coming to you. What What is the source of this information? If you can kind of work out whether it might be uh, your inner voice, a spirit guide, an ancestor, who do you think or what do you think is delivering this information? Being guided in some form of psychic development would be wonderful, would be great for you. So maybe there's someone around the Gold Coast there that you can really trust and can uh, give you a few lessons and a few tips on how to keep working with it. It sounds fabulous. And if anyone uh, asks you to do something you don't feel comfortable with, um, it's probably not the right person for you. Mm. Um, So uh, Steve apparently wants to defend his honour and said, uh, apparently I had said to him when he was researching his stories for us last time he was in, that I had said to him, the dirtier the better. <laughs> you did, actually. I can't imagine I'd ever say anything like that, could you? <laughs> no. Oh, I stand by that, Steve. I heard her as well. Um, and thanks, Shane, for sending in your message as well. It's great to have you as a first-time texter as well. And not to mention Amanda, who has texted all the way from the Utah, Utah United States. Um, all right, so we've got a little tease for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do like a little tease. <laughs> as most of you know, we do a podcast called True Hauntings. And this week, what was our topic? Renata. The Charles Bridge yep. in Prague. And why did we do this one? Because we're going there. We're going there. <laughs> uh, we'll be there in July. Yep. Yeah, with my husband and as Roman, Renata and I all share a room together, which is going to be fun. <laughs> and, oh. and a couple of uh, Americans. Well, they're not sharing the room with no, us. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> not no, that no, I know no, of. No. Oh, and we are and also Dave about Schrader. to... Yeah, we're well, not sharing the room with Dave either. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to do a tour with Dave Schrader and, and all the lovely Americans. Uh, but we are about to announce our own tour for New Orleans oh, as well. It will be out this week. We've yes, finally got the yes. prices and the itinerary sort of sorted out and it's coming out. So we can it only take 20 epic, people. Epic people. Epic. Yeah. Think of everything that you want to do in New Orleans. You're doing it in yeah. 10 days. Like we're even having lessons and, and, and workshops in voodoo and oh. vampirology and yeah. um, oh, we're Staying at, we're staying going, at oh. a plantation which yes. we get to investigate. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my yes. God. Anyway, um, let me tell you a little tease story about Prague, which is one of the, the places we are going to be visiting on our July expedition. And uh, the Charles Bridge story is um, hilarious, apparently. Renata had to pull over listening to it because she started to wheeze and couldn't see. But there are many, many ghosts in Prague. Oh, around every corner. Yes. And did you know there was a vampire? Yes. It's called the Bloody Knee Vampire. The Bloody Knee Vampire. Yeah, as in like, you know, you scrape your knee. Uh-huh. A Bloody Knee. Uh, it's one of the legends there. Uh, you're unlikely to hear about him except on the ghost tour that this person provides. <laughs> uh, and you Strange can, about that. Yeah. They can find them in the Olfani Cemetery, which is just outside the main touristy areas of Prague. So why Bloody Knee? Well, it's a shy vampire who lives uh, as I said in the cemetery, he hides behind trees and gravestones waiting for visitors to trip 
and scrape their knee. Oh, he can smell the blood. <gasps> oh, so he can run up and attack them while they're incapacitated. Now, I, I, I don't know why they've put in brackets, can run up and lick them. I don't know. <laughs> What's, what sort of a vampire licks people? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm just not going there. Uh, now, there is um, another one, a golem. 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 <laughs> now, this is one of the really popular ones, and this one can be found in the old town. And it's from the 1600s, back when Renata was born. <laughs> it was an anti-Jewish sentiment, um, was rife in Prague. Oh, whoopsie. And was cultivated by Rudolf II. Had a very shiny <laughs> nose. <laughs> The Holy Roman Emperor. So Rudolf II was a fanatical Christian and wanted to unite the nation under the church. To do that, he had to get rid of the Jews. (laughs) Oh, the poor Jews. And so he encouraged a reign of terror against them. This has been going on for years, for decades, centuries. It's horrible. Um, To protect the Jews of Prague, a local rabbi, Judah Lo Ben Bezalel, um, we'll just call him Rabbi Lo, decided to do something drastic, something that is forbidden in the Kabbalah. He created life. To create the Gorm, Rabbi Lo had to mold him out of clay and breathed life into him using the true name of God, knowledge passed down to only a handful of people every generation. You'd hope it wasn't Chinese whispers and, and one day somebody <coughs> whispered the true name of God and, and coughed or had a hiccup partway through it and then died and didn't get the chance to correct it because then it would come out. It would be changed every time. Yeah. I think too much about things, do. don't I? Um, I've lost my spot now. Um, so Something using about mud. Yeah, no, so the, the name of God. Using a shem, which is religious parchment, to control the golem, Rabbi Lo set him loose to terrorise the non-Jewish res- residents of Prague. Well, that just seems to be a bit um, going too far the other way. Can't blame everyone. Uh, it didn't take long for them to beg Rabbi Lo to make the golem to stop. In return, he made the promise to leave Prague's Jews alone, to which they readily agreed. According to legend, Rabbi Lo was unable to completely destroy the golem, and he still lives in the attic of the new old synagogue in Prague's Jewish quarter. Ah. There's even a story about a Native American Indian yes, there ghost. Yes, there is. We might be. We might have time. We've got, got to go time. to. We've got to go to a song. We do. We do. Um, and so, uh, yes, don't go anywhere. We've still got fifteen minutes left. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And yet again, you've created a monster. I have. Oh, dear. Uh, so we've started typing in, um, like, birth dates. Or birthday. So mine's the 19th of July, and then I, I put Florida Man after it. Uh, my heading has come up. Florida Man 33 posed as housewife to lure men into home where he'd secretly film sex apps for uh, acts for web, cop says. Um, now, Catherine has put it in, and hers said, Florida Man attacks woman <laughs> with sausages. Uh, 
uh, Renatas, uh, deputy cleared for shooting naked man armed with crossbow who claimed aliens were chased. We're after him. Oh, no. Oh, please, text through your headings. Put in the date and month of your birth and then put Florida man after it. Let me know what to get because I'm just in awe of this. Oh, is Florida that bad? Oh, my goodness. Apparently. And that, Must look, be that nothing, sunshine. Yeah, it's all the gators. Um, all right, so what we were going to talk about, there was, wasn't there something else that came through we were going to talk about? Oh, there was another story I had to tell. Yes. Yeah, all right, hang on. Just take that. Uh, Stan said thank you very much as well. Now, the Native American Indian yes. story in yes. Prague. That's what correct. on earth is that all about? Well, this is supposed to be one of the most upsetting ghost stories of Prague. Concerns a Native American who died in Prague yearning for his homeland. Mm. Now, what was what was the Native American man doing in Prague? That's Funny a good you question. Should ask. At the turn of the 20th century, Wild West shows were very popular in Prague. More often than not... <laughs> Oh, I think, yeah, thanks. I know that was really funny what I just said, but uh, I gather you just got another text from the Florida man. Don't read it. Don't read it. Don't ruin my story. I'd never do that to you. I'm being <laughs> I can only imagine. All right. Um, so they would have these uh, Wild West shows, and during one of the shows, I uh, wasn't during the show, no, one of the Native Americans believed to be a member of either the Apache or Comanche, Comanche, Comanche tribe became ill while they're in play. I can't talk. And developed a lung inflammation, possibly complication of tuberculosis, and died several days later. Now, he couldn't return to his homeland to be buried. Nobody would bury him there because he was considered a savage and not religious. So he was not allowed to be buried in the grounds anywhere. Mm-hmm. So... Um, The people from the show buried him by the river uh, and made a little... Mark over, you know, marker over the top of it to to know that he was there, but um, his spirit is restless because he never got to return home, and he's stuck in Prague. He can often be seen along the river in good weather, watching the sunset and dreaming on of his home. So over the years, his grave was lost to time, and no trace remains. However, if you are even part of a Native American by chance, take a bone, his pipe on sale in a souvenir shop. What? A bone, his pipe, on sale at a souvenir shop, it says. Mm-hmm. And bring it to the southwestern USA and maybe he'll finally find peace. I don't know. Somebody obviously has made some souvenir and said it's the bones of the Native American man and um, you can buy it here. <clears throat> I don't know. That's odd. All right. All right. Read them out. So, Big Byron, my Florida man said Florida man hits pregnant wife with bag of tortilla chips over child's paternity. Right. Okay. Um, Stan from the Gold Coast. My Florida man arranged to receive oral sex from an (laughs) undercover female cop in exchange for a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Danielle, um, Florida man accused of spreading feces during school break-in. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. (gasps) Oh, um, and uh, Robert. 
course, Florida man steals alligator from golf course, tries <laughs> teaching it a lesson by throwing it on roof of bar. <gasps> what? What? That's <laughs> just crazy. What is wrong <sighs> with these people? Yeah. But what a wonderful way to finish tonight off. It was. That we, was a real hoot. Oh, please go and find your own Florida man story. You and, can still text it through yeah, during the week text whenever. text it through to us. We will read them all out next week. It'll be funny during the week because the hosts of the shows during the week will get our Florida man. They'll be going, <laughs> why are we getting these headlines? <laughs> so 0490 Yeah, send us your Florida man and we'll read them all next week on the show. Yeah, we've got a busy week this week. We've got a seance on Tuesday night. We've got our tarot show on Thursday night. Don't forget to join us online at 8.30pm Australian t- uh, Sydney Australian time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do free readings on Thursday nights. Please do because the numbers are getting lower and lower. We're going to quit if nobody comes on. Uh, we've got Maitland Jail on Friday night. We've got a private Miss Porters and a seance on Saturday. And we'll be back here next week. That's right. right. And to finish off the show this evening, we have a great song. What is it? Ed Sheeran, The Shape of You. (laughs) There it is. Anyway, guys, (laughs) thanks for being with us. Stay spooky, be frightfully good, and... See you on the dark side. Bye. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. 